Okay, we are continuing our series on uh, Nehemiah uh, this morning, and uh, we're going to do something a little bit different this morning. Uh, we're going to do a panel discussion, uh, not the core conference anymore. <laughs> we're going to do a panel discussion uh, this morning, and um, I'm really excited because the whole idea is to uh, just hear different people's perspectives. We've been looking at Nehemiah, and we've been together for... Um, oh, yeah, sorry, the little kids can go um, if they are still here. What's this? Yeah, there we go. Uh, I get that. I should know by now. Um, so we've been looking at Nehemiah. We've been journeying through Nehemiah the whole year, um, which has been really awesome. It's been really challenging to us. And the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at God's Word and uh, Nehemiah saying, gathering the people all together and uh, in front of the temple, and the whole of Israel gathered together, and they would listen to God's Word being read by Ezra the whole day, literally the whole day. They saw the value of the Word of God as the only true way that they could live their life is by listening to the Word of God and obeying it and implementing it into their lives. And they didn't each have a copy of the first five books or a copy of the you know the law that they had to the um, the law that was written at that point in time. So they had to all gather and listen to it being read. For the whole day, they would stand and listen. Young and old, male, female, would gather together, and after that, they would worship God together. And so this morning, the idea is to continue that um, just that journey. And uh, I've invited a couple of people to to just come and share maybe their testimony of what God has done in their life uh, through His Word. Um, we're not just going to say, hey, you know, give us uh, what do you like doing uh, as a Christian. It's, we're going to focus on God's Word. We want to hear the power of God's Word and the value of God's Word in, uh, in their lives. And so if I can invite those guys up uh, to the panel and uh, let them come and just make themselves comfortable. We can give them a round of applause because cheap as these guys have. There we go, there we go. Awesome. Two. Okay, some of you might have a mic that has a switch on it, so you have, and Cassandra, just switch it on. Um, and then um, what, I, what I've asked these guys to do, um, because I know a lot of you might not know them, is just to quickly just tell us your name. That's it. Um, I don't want a really, I don't want a history of uh, who are you employed, what school you went to, what pets you had, or anything like that. Um, and I've asked them to give us I've said a one-minute testimony, and I know that's going to, for some, it's going to exceed that, which is fine. But just to condense their testimony uh, so that you can hear and we can hear uh, just their story. And so I think we'll start from this side going that way. Just give us your name and just a quick testimony. Morning, church. Um, my name is Tabani. Um, I was born again when I was 19 years old. Um, before that... Um, I can't say I was a bad kid, I was a good kid, but I was a good sinner. 
Um, so I used to be, I used to go to church. I had a sense of God, but it was a, a distorted view of God because I was terrified of God. I was terrified of dying and going to hell. But I didn't know how to solve that problem until one day when one of my friends that I, I grew up with, who I knew as a ladies' man, came to me talking about Jesus. And I just had to see what had happened to him. So I went to church with him. And um, as the pastor ministered at the end of the service that day, I actually gave my life to the Lord. Ooh. Um, so I was raised in the church, um, but it wasn't until, so I got baptized when I was seven, and, but it wasn't until I was an adult that I really had a relationship with God. So I always thought I had a relationship because I went to church and youth group and other things, but it wasn't until I, um, two years ago when my life kind of fell apart that I was like, oh, my whole life I've been holding everything, not everything back from God, but it wasn't giving completely everything to God. So I gave him pieces of me, and I thought that was enough. Like, hey, you have Sunday. I <laughs> should be good. Um, and I read my Bible every day, but it was more like a routine instead of a relationship. It was like, you know, you do your 15-minute workout, you're good. But that's what it was. My 15 minutes of Jesus, I was good. But in two years ago, when my life kind of fell apart, um, I was like, hey, God, you say you love me, I'm going to trust that. And then from then on, I was like, I poured into God. I poured into the word, and that actually changed me. Um, um, so I'm Zoe, um, and I've also always grown up in a Christian home, um, in the church and stuff. And um, so... Uh, there was always Sunday school and like you had siblings that were Christians and stuff like that. Um, but it was never my relationship. It was never mine. Um, and I think I had many moments where I thought I was born again and I gave my life to God, but it was never um, solid and I never stayed on that path. And so I think last year I really was humbled by God and I saw that I actually needed him. And so um, just from then on, it's been different. And I have followed God and also like poured into him. And from that, I've seen lots of changes. And it's just never going to be the same again. Awesome, awesome. Next one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hi, my name is Brendan. Hi, Brendan. <laughs> Um, I grew up um, going to church and pretty much what I thought was a good kid um, but my character has been always quite conservative so I pretty much grew up thinking I was a Christian and that was good enough and when there was altar calls I was like Um, so I never actually made the, the step of committing and saying, uh, asking God to come and be part of my life until, so let me back up a little bit. Um, so in my younger years, I went to church, older years, uh, older teens, well, I, we left church and it was a bit of a gray area for me. 
And then youth, youth group started for me in Gweru, Chris Anderson, I think a couple of you might know him. So I got involved with the youth group and, and um, started going to church on my own, as it were. Um, and then one evening service, um, an old Baptist pastor came in. And I don't know why it triggered something in me, but uh, he gave out some forms, and uh, it was pretty much an altar call on a form. And um, he, he made the point of saying, listen, take this home, and in the quiet of your, your room, go and, and ask Jesus to be Lord of your life. And that's pretty much what I did. Um, Still to this day, I don't know why that was so significant, but it, it, it was, and that's, that's, that's the point at which I started. Um, and baptism for me, that's, oof, that was a crazy day. Um, and hope it wasn't as cold as today. No, no, it was a great day. Yeah, that pretty much was it. Um, and it but being conservative, I've I've only slowly opened doors for, for God. And so it's been quite a long process. Awesome. Thank you. My name is Yolanda. Yeah, it's on, it's on. So adjust it. There you go. <laughs> they can turn it off. I grew up in a very staunch Catholic home mm -hmm. where we had to go live by the rules of the church. And it was just about two and a half years ago. My family and I were going through a lot of trials. And we approached members of the church and family and asked for advice and help, and there was no one that could help us. And then God led us to King City Church, where we learned um, the Word of God, and it made a lot of changes in our lives. And we continue to learn. And... Um, <laughs> we continue to learn, and we learned that the God, the it led us to King City Church, where the Word of God changed our lives. It was only then that we realized how important God's Word is to have in our lives, and that there's nothing impossible with Him in our lives. That's awesome. Cool. So that's just the. Let's just give them a quick round of applause. You, know, you guys are doing well. Um, and so just, just to give you guys a bit of background on them and just uh, you know, as we go into some questions, um, just to point out, like I, you know, I asked these guys earlier in this week and I just want to commend you guys for stepping out. All of them were like, are you sure? You know, do I have to? Um, is there like a bri afterwards for everyone? Um, but um, they've uh, been amazing and uh, I think I'm, I'm just saying, God, like speak to me. You know, God, as I listen to their story, speak to me. And I think that's the beauty of family, is we all have stories. And so we all have different perspectives, and that's, that's the good thing. And so um, I'm just quickly going to pray, because I do want to just invite God into this. So, Lord Jesus, I just pray that as we just chat about your word, Lord, that uh, you would speak to every single one of us. And uh, just give us peace as we speak. Uh, just calm our hearts, and may we know that, Father God, we, we are just speaking truth, and uh, Father God, may we speak truth this morning. Amen.
Cool. So um, we're talking about God's Word. And so the, the question I uh, would like to ask you guys, um, and uh, maybe we'll start with um, Tavani uh, just for this question, is uh, what uh, has God's Word meant to you um, in, in your life? What has God's Word meant to you? Um, for me, I think the biggest thing about the Word of God is how it has liberated me. Like I was trying to explain earlier that um, I grew up with a distorted view of God where I was terrified of God. You know, the Bible speaks about fear of God. I had a terror of God. Wow. You know? Scared. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, because, I mean, I knew that there was a God. I've never doubted that. But yeah. I was always of the opinion that God was just waiting to strike every time you did something wrong. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So I didn't know that you had to give your life to the Lord and, and have a relationship with him. Yeah. You know? So, but from the time that I got born again, or from the time that I started reading the Word of God with new eyes, I started to see that God is actually love. Mm. You know, the Word of God says that perfect love casts out fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you begin to see that God is, is not like a, a, you know, those old school headmasters who are just yeah. waiting to wrap you on the head, but He's actually a father. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. in, in one of the epistles, Paul says that uh, God has given us His Spirit, yeah. by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. So Abba is like saying daddy. Yeah, yeah. You know, when, when, you, when you start calling God daddy, yeah, it, yeah. it changes your perspective. So when you grew wow. up, um, because I know a lot of guys and even guys mentioning here, yeah, Christian home or exposed to Christianity. So like, did you find that you had a lot of knowledge of God's word growing up and that the difference between that and a relationship with God, did, did you find that to be true? Yes, I found that to be true because I used to read the Bible a lot, yeah. but it was purely from an academic kind of standpoint. Wow. So I, I knew a lot of the Bible. And the fear that you were talking about. Yes. Okay. Th that, I think that actually made the fear worse, especially because I used to read a lot of the Old Testament and how God <laughs> would strike the Israelites. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, every time they would speak against Moses, God would just descend Snatch on them, it, you know? Yeah, yeah. But when you read the epistles as a Christian, you start yeah. to see a whole different perspective okay, especially awesome. when you start learning about grace yeah you know so that's awesome man. thanks yeah so for you what does god's word mean for you um so i think i really um lately the last two years or so i think um i've appreciated it a lot more because okay. i understand it a lot more and i obviously because i was in the church and stuff um the Bible was there. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and, like, there was Bible studies, and um, my mom would read her Bible, and mm. I could, like, I'd see her do that and stuff like that. But it, I wasn't interested, mm. and um, I didn't want to know more. I, like, knew the stories. There's, like, Joseph, mm. Jonah, <laughs> all those basic mm. stories. Um, but I never understood and looked for God in, um, in, the, word. in the Word. Yeah. Okay, awesome. That's really good. On to Yolanda. For me, it's obeying God, mm. living by His Word, mm. worshiping and praising Him. Wow. And um, just God's Word, what does it mean for you guys as a family? I mean, earlier in your testimony, you were talking about going through a lot of tough times. You know, how has God's word helped in that situation for, for you, you know, personally? How did it help? Or did it help? I mean, it, it did help. 
Um, I used to always be so scared with everything that was going on mm. and just didn't know what to do or anything and who to turn to. And the word of God has helped me understand the way we should be living yeah. and what to expect Jeez. and what to do. Awesome. That's really good. Great. Brendan, what has God's word meant to you? <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, <laughs> For the people. It, you know, funny, everyone's talking different, but I, I found the Old Testament to be such value in seeing who God is and how over the years and he, he wants to come close to people, push people, push them away, and, and what happens, it just... It's been great to me to see the character of God through the Old Testament, and that's been awesome. So it's really been for you something that highlights God's character, you know, God's word, referring to God's character. That's really good. Um, Cass? Okay. <laughs> so mine's kind of like yours. Um, when you, yeah, salvation is a free gift, but then for me, I always thought, okay, I, I got saved, but now I have to earn it. So it's like you went past that point, but now you have to earn his love. So like you, it was like, okay, I did something wrong. Uh-oh, I have to do something now to make up for what I did wrong. And then when I, when I went through that hard time and God's like, I knew, I'm like, you cannot love me. And then he's like, I still love you. I was like, okay, if you can love me now, then I know nothing I've done has ever earned your love. It's completely free. And so that's when I started pouring into the Bible even more. And so like Brendan, the Old Testament actually became... Uh, not a fearful thing anymore, but almost it was a joyful, loving thing because I, I saw God differently. It wasn't, oh, he keeps destroying his people. It was, he wants them to draw to him. And he will make, if he does, he won't leave you alone because he loves you. And that was him not leaving his people alone. So when I started looking at the Bible with a different perspective, instead of like, this is what you're doing wrong, it's look at what God has done and what he wants to do in your life and it helped guide me and put me on the right path and refocus me constantly because constantly you want to look at yourself and be like how is this fulfilling me and it's like wait I was created for God's glory um how can I now focus on you and that's what the word of God has done for me is keep focusing me on actually why I was created that's awesome so just, you know, five different people, same question, and like so many different things, and it's different journeys, and I think that's beautiful. And, you know, as we con continue doing this, like just, hey, God, what are you speaking to me this morning? Like just that perspective of the Old Testament. Wow, you know. Um, and so I want to ask you guys, um, if you could use one word, and I know that's, you know, very hard, but if you could use one word to just describe... Uh, God's word or the Bible, what would that word be? Um, and on to Yolanda, I'll start with you. Uh, what, would, what would be one word you would use to describe the Bible and why would you use that one word? The word I would use is life. So when you live a life reading the word of God, mm. it helps you to understand how you should be living your life. Wow. And Okay, so just life. That's really cool. Um, 
Sorry, what, what word would you use to describe revival? What's, what's it been for you personally? Um, I would use the word a story. Um, okay. And this is the English student in me speaking. Um, but I think because it's just, it has so many stories, and a good story has a plot and, okay. and subplots. Well done, Mrs. And it has morals and stuff in it. So yeah. um, we don't need to look for those things in the world. Yeah. Um, the Bible gives it all to us, mm. and in a way that we can relate, because we look at it through story. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah, so story. Amazing. And the main person being Jesus yeah, in that story. Yeah, That's exactly. awesome. Yeah. So, Barney? Um, for me, I think I'd say the word of God is critical. Critical. To a Christian, even okay. to a non-Christian, even. Because uh, it's only by the word of God that we know him. Yeah. With, uh, apart from the word of God, mm. you can't know him. You yeah. Know? So, I mean, even the way uh, Jesus spoke about the word of God, mm. you say that... Um, Men shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Wow. So, I mean, in as much as it is important for you, for your body, natural mm. body, to eat food, it is so it is for your inner man, your spirit, to feed on the word of God. Wow. So it's just critical. Critical. It is essential. You can't do without yeah, it. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Cass? Well, mine was life as well. Oh, oh <laughs> so. okay. <That's>, <laughs> <laughs> so. I think it's because he's the giver of life. Oh. And um, the word of God is God breathed, so that is life itself. Yeah. And so for me, um, you try to discover yourself by going into the world, and you figure out you find chaos. But to discover yourself through God, you find your identity wow. in Christ, and you find it through the foundations of the word of God. That's awesome, Brenda. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> mine's a manual. Oh, um, not an automatic. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> That's a recycle joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> so okay. pretty much like if a car is giving you problems or something's going wrong, you look back and you'll see how the manufacturer has designed it to work, and you you find out what's wrong and what, yeah. how it should work. Yeah. That's awesome, yeah. and you can trust it. You know, that's good. Sweet. So um, that's really just helpful to hear your guys' perspectives. And uh, I want to ask, because I think a lot of the times we, we know what to say about God's Word. Like, you know, it is a manual. It is life. It is critical. You know, like, it, this is what it's meant to me. But how to practically read the Word. You know, when do you do that? The, you know, that's challenging. I think we can all agree that there's been seasons, at least in our life, where that hasn't, it's not just been like, whoa, I just want to read the book, you know, right now, you know. Um, it's, it's challenging sometimes. So I think just the question I would like to throw out there, and maybe there's a couple of questions that I, we can discuss related to the practicality of reading God's Word. Like, um, how, when and how do you read God's Word? Um, let's start with Zoe. How, when do you read God's Word and uh, how do you read it? What works for you? What doesn't work for you? Just anything related to that. Um, okay, so I, I, right now, I have a lot of time on my hands. Um, <laughs> so um, time is not really a factor. 
But um, even in that, sometimes it's hard to read the Bible every day um, and be committed and focus on it. Um, because um, what I think of it is that I want to read the Bible and I want to speak to God and I want him to speak to me. So I don't want to force anything and I don't want to speak, ev uh, read the Bible every day just so that I'm doing it or just because it's right. Um, um, and so I just take, normally it depends. Um, I can just sit down and start um, focusing on a theme. Like so you read a, a specific theme? Yeah. What kind, like what's an example of a theme that you're reading now or doing now? Um, so a theme I'm doing now is sacrificial love. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. So nice. I just look at all the verses and kind of the stories on it and I um, relate it to my life and I just look for the things that God's speaking to me about, like the okay. things that I need to know. Yeah. Wow, that's good. Yeah. Awesome. So um, Zoe said something interesting there, which was, um, you know, not reading the Bible uh, every day necessarily because we have to. Um, I mean, that's just such a hectic belief that we have. Um, it's very legalistic. Hey? Um, but also, I don't know, and this is not a question that I've kind of said I would ask the panel, um, but have you, any of you guys faced, um, and maybe you can give an example of facing a situation where you don't necessarily want to read the Word of God, but you know it's good. Um, have you ever faced that where it's like, or do you, is every day a day where you're like, oh, this is super easy, I want to, it's easy, or has, has there been days where um, it's been really a struggle. Maybe Cass, you can off of that answer. But has has reading the Bible always been just easy for you? Okay, no. Okay, so, <laughs> but would you say that reading God's Word every day, you see the value in that? Yes. Okay, so I'm just saying, you know, like it's different for everyone, but there is value in reading God's Word every day, hey? Yeah. Okay, so how do you read God's Word, and when does it work for you? Okay, so I'm a... I'm a creature of habit, and sometimes when I get into a routine, it almost, I don't think about it anymore. So I have to change my routine, because if I don't do that, I'll just be like, whoop, done, and then go on. So there are seasons in my life where, um, and this is recent, this last two years, but I will, I, for about probably three months, I woke up every morning an hour early, just so I can spend that time with God, and that just really um, grounded me in the Word of God even more. And then I realized um, I wasn't focusing. After three months, I was like, okay, I'm losing the, the actual point of this. And now I'm just reading the word of God to read it and not to actually be like, God, what are you saying in this? What are you trying to show me? What is your deep truth in this? Mm. Um, what is your heart from this? So then I changed it, and I would stay up an hour later, <laughs> and I would go to bed um, after reading the Bible for an hour or two. And I actually, that was after working all day and, and everything else, right? But you're exhausted. But um, to me, life is Christ. To live is Christ. To die is gain. So my life shouldn't be like, oh, do I have time for God? My life is um, God comes first. Do I have time for anything else? So um, that's how my perspective changed. But I did have to change the way I read the word of God. It couldn't, I couldn't just do it all at 
okay. like 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. for the rest of my life mm. because routine, it, to me, because I'm a creature of habit, I have yeah. to change it so that the life still flows. You know, you don't want to just stagnant water. So, like, practically, what if you wake up or at night, what, mm -hmm. how do you read the word? Like, is it from Genesis and you just can't um, read all the way through to Revelation or what's worked for you? I think because I grew up with the Bible, uh, I read it a lot growing up. So I, kn I know a lot of the word of God. So now it's just, God, what, where do you want me to read? And then he'll be like, go read in the old prophets, the minors or the major prophets, awesome. or um, go read the New Testament, and maybe sometimes it'll be like what was shared on Sunday, Ephesians or something, so I'll be like, okay, I'm going to read Ephesians this week or something like that. So that's kind of how. Awesome. So, Bonnie, you just tell us what a normal day for you looks like, like you work, um, what, what, what kind of job are you doing, what's your kind of normal day look like? Just so that, and then I'll ask you a question off of that. <laughs> um, I work online. Um, I'm an e-commerce manager. So I manage uh, some e-commerce websites in the US and in the UK. So because of that, I normally have to go to bed around 12 midnight or 1 in the morning because of the seven-hour time difference between us and the US. What time do you wake up? I wake up. Well, I have to wake up when my wife goes to work around seven. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have to. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but between between the time I go to bed and okay. like seven, yeah. I probably wake up at three three or four times because of my babies. Sheepers. So so okay. I think I, I think I sleep three or four hours. So you work literally yeah. mo the whole day yeah. into the evening. Sometimes twelve one. My shortest working day would be like twelve hours. Otherwise, wow. it's sixteen day, sixteen Sheesh. hours. So how do you, how have you managed to fit reading God's word into your life? Like where, like how do you get the time? How do you have the, you know, how can you prepare your mind for that? Like where's the time? Yeah, that, 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 that is crazy because uh, before I had kids, yeah. I could, I, I used to like reading the word in the mornings. Okay. And sometimes if I was free in the evenings also, I, I, I usually like to meditate on Psalms. I find a lot of, I get a lot of encouragement from, from reading Psalms. But then now with the kids, what sometimes I have to do is, um, uh, I, I can relate to what Cassandra was saying, that sometimes it's hard to like, do it every day. Yeah. What I sometimes do, I, I try and catch up on the sermons that, on SoundCloud. Okay, awesome. And then, Which is actually yeah. just a free thing. Um, is that on our website and uh, on an app called SoundCloud or if you've got an Apple phone, you can go on iTunes and you can download even today's thing. You'll be able to go and listen to it tomorrow by Tuesday. It will be up on the web so you can go and listen to it. So you catch up yes. as well. That's how you would... Okay. Yes. And sometimes uh, if I feel like I'm going through a particular situation and I don't really have the answer for it, I also go into the word, and like I was saying, I, I really get a lot of, of encouragement from Psalms. Okay. And most of the times, I actually find I relate to David very well. Wow. And you'd be surprised. I mean, the, the word of God calls him the man after God's own heart. And the things that he goes through, and you sometimes wonder. There were times when he, he would feel like God had actually abandoned him. Yeah. But when you, when you meditate on that, you, you actually get encouraged yeah, yeah, yeah. that even this guy who was so close to God, sometimes you would feel like, God is not there, but at the end of, when, when you go to the end of that psalm, you find something encouraging, wow. where, you actually, where you actually see that God had not actually abandoned you. Wow. So uh, is there one psalm that's like your, your favorite, like one yeah. verse? Or? Yeah, I think my favorite verse in Psalms, Psalm 18, verse 1, yeah. it says, uh, I love you, O Lord, my strength. Wow. You know, 
from that, I mean, you can, you can sense the passion. Wow. You know? It's very strange. Yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, on to Yolanda. You've got a lot of people at the house at the moment. Big family, uh, kids. And uh, how, how do you guys, do you do anything, I mean, as a family um, related to God's Word and reading it? Like, what has helped you guys as a family um, just with God's Word? What has helped us as a family with God's Word is... Firstly, we joined a life group. Okay. And through the life group, we have daily uh, scriptures sent to us by Kilton, okay. which help a lot. Kilton leads the life uh, group that you guys are part group. of. Okay, that's awesome. Um, and we go through them um, at life group as well. We go over our Sunday sermon. Okay. He helps us understand all of us together anything that we didn't understand from the service. Okay. And as a family, before bed, we pray together now, which we never used to do before. Wow. And read a bit on the Bible. That's awesome. So there's just a, a sense of God, valuing God's word as a family, and you guys are pointing that out. Yes, because even um, my two little grandkids, they both seven years old this year. Mm. If any one of us say to them, it's bedtime and we haven't prayed, they remind us to say, <laughs> we still have to pray. That's so good, eh? I mean, just setting that is amazing. So, just um, I'll throw this question out and whoever wants to answer this. Um, how has the church, and it doesn't just have to be King City Church, the Church of God and even other people, how, how has that played a role in helping you read God's Word, understanding it, valuing it, uh, has that happened for any of you guys? Uh, Zoe, you are holding the mic up. <laughs> nice. um, uh, definitely, there was a talk that we had last year on legalism, and that really helped me just look at the Bible differently. Um, and also, stuff like uh, I started reading the Bible from the start, and Cassandra helped me. Um, <laughs> do that and okay, just cool. like do it in a different okay, that's way. awesome so legalism referring to the fact that we, hey we shouldn't just do church do Christianity because of rules but because of relationship and that's we had that talk you can actually go and listen to that on SoundCloud which is pretty cool Brendan yay what a man <laughs> um I've actually, with the, the sermons being put up on, on, on SoundCloud, um, I spend a lot of time in the car, so I've hooked that up to my phone, and whenever I switch on the car, that just starts and goes through the sermon, which has really been good. I'm mm. catch on a little bit slow, so <laughs> during the week, that's lacquer. That's awesome. So, Barney, um, any, you can be the last one for this question. Uh, are any way the church or people have helped you understand God's word? Yeah, sure. Um, for me, uh, I think what helped me, uh, in, especially in the early days uh, of, my, of, in, of my work with God, there was a guy um, who was like a big brother to me, okay. who was very much into the word. He had such a passion for the word of God. And he took me and a couple of other guys, some of my friends, under his wing. And uh, he would, I mean, he would teach us topics like, I mean, righteousness. Okay. Things like that. I mean, because most people, I think they, they 
don't understand what righteousness is, like especially in your early days. Because sometimes you think uh, once you get born again, maybe you are, you are sorted. Until the day you mess up and then condemnation hits you. Because <laughs> you don't understand what righteousness is all about. Wow. You know, so you would, you would teach us the word of God like that and it would liberate us. Wow. And you begin to realize that even if I mess up, it doesn't mean that I'm no longer righteous. Okay. Because your righteousness is set. You yeah. know, it's not like it comes and goes every time you mess up. That's you awesome. know? And then also I think the, for me the other biggest blessing has been having friends of a similar mindset. Friends who love the word of God. Yeah. Um, and, and I just want to embarrass this man here. I've known I've known Clive for twenty years. Wow. You know, and you say uh, he's old. We, yeah, he's <laughs> old. <laughs> he's ancient, he's, like a dinosaur. Yeah. You know, so I mean, we've worked together for twenty years, and we we would pray. We, 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 a, I think sometimes we have as many as ten guys over at his house. Wow. Sleeping over, sharing the word of God, praying. You know, sometimes we go pray for people, sick people. You see God move, you know. Wow. So I think also having, because sometimes the thing is if you read the word of God on your own, mm. without, it's, it might be easy to misinterpret things. But sometimes when you've got guys like that to bounce off what you're yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah. they can also give you their perspective That's and, cool, and get you back in line. Nice. So just one last question that I'd like each of you to answer is, um, if there's someone sitting in the hall and just that's struggling to read God, God's word at the moment or someone that's new to, to, to this uh, walk uh, and they, you would give them advice, just something simple if you could go back to kind of the start of, of your journey in following God what advice would you give someone that's struggling to read God's word right now or, and then we go from Auntie Yolanda and come in this way I would advise them to pray for guidance, okay. to find someone to pray with, to help them along. Mm. Um, I'd also tell them to, when they pray, um, <laughs> to pray with an open heart and an open mind. That's awesome. Yeah. So that they can hear God's word and come to understand it. Wow, that's really good. Brenda? Um, I would encourage people to, to try and get a chrono chronological order of the Bible okay. and read it through it that way. I just found that it just made so much more sense. Okay. You know, if you came into Sodom and Gomorrah being zapped off the earth, you'd be like, oof. But if you, if you went back yeah. and, you, and you saw the process to get to that so stage... So context is really important. That's really good. That's, yeah, that's good. And I think no one else has really touched on that. So... Just, it's really good to know what you're reading. Um, I think um, just to open the Bible, read of you know some guy being eaten by a whale, and you're like, whoa, this is a weird religion. Um, and then you're like, actually, it isn't a religion. It's God. It's a relationship with Jesus, and this is pointing towards Him. And the context of the Bible is really important. So. That's awesome. It's nice because a lot of people struggle with reading the Bible chronologically. And it's amazing that there's people that actually prefer that. You know, we're all different. We can't say, hey, this is how you should and you shouldn't. Some people, this is how their mind works and this is how my mind works. I can't do that. Uh, my mind isn't chronologically like that. Um, sorry? <laughs> what is that? Comment there. Okay, sorry. Um. I think I would say start small. So, um, so a small like Bible, like those. 
<laughs> like fine print. I no. Think. <laughs> <Sorry>. um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, a small baby, okay, sorry. No. <laughs> um, start with um, maybe reading a few verses and then go to a chapter and then a book. But like, also don't try and do it every day. Start maybe once a week, then you'll be able to do it twice a week and then every other day and then, yeah. Yeah, so, but yeah, just start small, yeah. you know. Okay. Okay, um... They kind of said it all. Uh, <laughs> I would suggest also um, don't do it alone. Like mm. you do it alone at home, but don't walk alone. Yeah. So have somebody you can actually bounce ideas off of. We all have a perspective, but sometimes if you're reading the Word of God and, and you have questions but you don't ask anybody, you might get a little skewed mm. um, view on the Bible. So it would be really important to find someone who is grounded in the Word of God and be like, hey, these are some questions I have, and you know, get some feedback. Yeah, awesome. Tawani, anything else yeah. you could add? Yeah. Um, I think it's important for for people not to not to maybe get into condemnation because maybe you feel like you're struggling to to have a certain pattern or something to follow because it's not religion, you know, it's a relationship. So I think that um, with time, uh, I mean you build up a bit of discipline over time and then your money i think consistency is key but not necessarily a pattern okay. you know it's really good yeah. also don't condemn yourself if you're not sticking to um yeah i think it's a hard thing eh? if you've got the hard thing if there's freedom and grace that comes through so let's give these guys a round of applause guys thank you so much you guys can take your seats just thank you very very much <laughs> So just to just to round that off a bit, um, we um, it's been amazing to see how God has worked through a simple book like Nehemiah. I mean, we've just stuck in there, and God's word's been highlighted. And as a church, we've really felt like we need to pause here at God's word because it is essential. It is critical, as Tabani said. It is not just something we can quickly talk about and then move on. It's something that we feel like we need to address it. And until we can see the fruits of it being addressed in the church, in individuals' lives, we're not just going to move forward. And so we are really saying, hey, we're going to camp here to make sure that the Word of God is the most important thing to us as a church and to each individual. We can take away the worship music. We can take away the building. We can take away everything. But God, you can't take away the Word of God from us because then what do we do? Well, why are we even gathering? And so we need to get to a place that that is true. And so, you know, I, I want to challenge you and ask you, where are you in terms of reading God's Word or valuing God's Word? Is it something that you can, you have a testimony of or is your testimony very short and something that you're actually embarrassed about? You wouldn't want to be put on the stage here. Not because we want to judge, but actually you, there's no passion for God's Word. You know, and we're not, we're not comparing. I just want to challenge you and say, hey, are you in a place where you're confident in your walk with God and, his, and reading His Word? And what does God's Word mean to you? Is it just a book or is it everything in your life? I mean, Jesus, that's, He used the words of God to fight the devil, to teach people, to rebuke, to heal 
to tell the world who he was. He used the word of God. That was everything. And, you know, there's scripture after scripture after scripture valuing God's word. In Psalms 119, it says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. Romans 15 verse 4 says, For whatever was written in the former days in the Old Testament was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the Scriptures, we might have hope. This is all about the Scriptures. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous wondrous things out of your law. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and was God. God, I do, let me do my best uh, to present myself to God as a one who is approved, as a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Is that true to you this morning, that, God, I am a worker that can handle your word well? Or when, when someone sat down with me to ask me about God's word, would I actually know what to say? That's what this verse is saying. God, help me be a worker that has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. And God, may I not be ashamed this morning. And there's so many verses that we can go through that talks about the law of God and how important it is and the word of God, the life it brings, the importance of it. And so we want to do something next week Sunday called Imagine Sunday. And uh, really what we're going to do is just dream together. Um, A lot of times we have moments where we just stop and we say, God, what are you saying to us as a church? What what are you saying to us as a church? What do we need to imagine together? And uh, we've really felt that God's Word is critical at this time to us as a church. We've got dreams. We've got vision. Like we want to see the children's church do this, the youth do this. We've got things of saying, hey, God, aren't you stirring us to plant more churches? God, what is our involvement like in the Czech Republic? Locally, what do you want to do? We have all these dreams. We've got all this vision. But God, if it's not rooted and founded in your word, then it's not going to come to flourishing. It's not going to happen. And so next week Sunday, we want to imagine together. We want to dream together as a church. So please come. Please tell everyone you know that's in the church to just attend next week Sunday because we really want to share a strategy about moving forward and moving forward with a foundation set in God's Word. And so there will be a season coming soon where we are going to actually do intensive studying of God's Word together. We want to share about that next week, Sunday. So um, this morning was just to stimulate us, get us excited about God's Word. Uh, get, please come next week, Sunday. It's going to be really good. It's just going to be a, a, a Sunday of dreaming together and uh, just sharing about the strategy uh, we feel as King City Church going forward. Let me pray for us, um, and then we can go. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for the goodness and uh, just all the freedom that we find when we read your word. Lord Jesus, thank you that uh, we don't read your word out of fear, as Tabani was saying, but because of of who you are, the character of God that is revealed to your word. And uh, Lord, I, I just pray that if there's any of us sitting here this morning, Father God, that feels that sense of condemnation, Father God, I pray that you would remove that. 
And uh, Father, yes, it is good to be convicted uh, of, of just a lack of spending time with you, but it shouldn't be condemnation, Father God. Condemnation is, is not something good. Father, I pray for conviction this morning. Conviction that will re- result in a real change, Father God. Lifelong, eternal change, Father. That people would, uh, Father God, say that, God, my patterns of reading your word, uh, my, my heart towards the word, it hasn't been in a place it should be. But Father God, help me from today onwards to value your word, to implement your word in my life, and uh, to use your word as um, just the sole voice that speaks into my life. And so, Lord Jesus, I just, I just pray for that this morning, that we would just submit to you and let your word speak. Thank you, Father God. Amen.